Hi, I'm Duncan Gilman. I am a digital media associate for PJ Library, and I'm a consultant on social media for Lighthouse Marketing. And I rock because I love organic content and bringing shareable, relatable information to the masses. That's awesome. Duncan, thank you so much for coming into Rock and Block. My name is Michael Martinez for all of our listeners. You know me from Rock and Block and other uh, platforms out there. Michael Media is sponsoring this great podcast. And thank you for joining us, Duncan. Um, it's a pleasure for me to bring you over into this podcast because I can honestly say I became a social media mon manager thanks to Duncan. Um, back in 2000, I'm going to say 2015, back in 2015, I enrolled in a course from Splash Media U and there was this guy in a couple of videos and it was Mr. Duncan Gilman, um, telling me how to do a couple of little tricks on social media and it paid off incredibly and it was fast. I was able to actually take a nonprofit from 25 followers on Facebook for three years that no one was paying attention. And within three weeks, we took that account to 1,200 people without doing anything other than just $20 to boost three posts. And a couple of hashtags, a couple of other good content, and a couple of other things that we did. And we just started creating organic, relatable content on what we were doing with our mission. And that was it. That was all what we needed to do. So I started paying attention to everything that Duncan was saying and everything that Duncan was doing. And pretty much he became, without knowing this up until now, uh, and I'm saying this publicly, he became a digital mentor. So thank you. It is my pleasure. I'm, that, I'm just so flattered and honored to hear that. Obviously, you are a star student because you took everything you learned and you, and you made it very successful. So um, I appreciate hearing that. And I'm so glad you got that much out of the program. Yeah, it was, uh, it was fantastic. Um, so ever since uh, 2015, obviously, LinkedIn has been kind of like the, oh, so we are doing this and you're doing that. And... You know, social media obviously has been the way that we've connected and we've liked each other posts here and there. So I've seen that you've been working on a couple of things. Um, but go, let's go back a little bit about social media overall, because social media has been changing so fast, so frequently for everyone. No matter in what industry you're in, social media has impacted you in so many different ways. Like advertising has been impacted. Marketing has been impacted. Manufacturing has been impacted. Like one of the things that, uh, that blew my mind away was the fact that in 2012, manufacturing, over 60% of the people in manufacturing had websites. By 2016, over 78% of the manufacturing um, industry had social media. Now, why would manufacturers have social media? What story would they be telling over social media? What would they be saying in, uh, in, Facebook, in Facebook? Well, obviously, they would be letting, letting people know, hey, we're here. You can locate us here. You can contact us here. Here's our contact information and such. Um, and I guess that's, that's okay. But that brings us up to 
a question such as, what type of advertisement or things you would be saying that you could connect and relate to uh, people? And that brings us to uh, Seth Godin's latest book, This Is Marketing, which I started uh, reading and he starts telling, there needs to be a better way to tell the story that connects you with your customer because it, you, it's not about selling anymore. It's about engaging and creating organic content, just like you said. It's not about tricking people. It's about creating organic content. So what was social media back in 2007 from your point of view, Duncan? It was uh, people's desire to see themselves as publishers. I think that underlies everything in social media and continues to today that people want to see themselves as publishers. They want to see their content online. And what social media has done is just made that easier. I mean, there were always, not always, but you know, soon into the advent of the internet, there were ways to publish and, and, and see your own content, see your own thoughts on the computer somewhere out there in the, in the ether. Um, and what social media has done with Facebook and Twitter is just shorten that. It's made it very accessible. You don't have to know code. You don't have to know, you know, you don't have to have your own server. Social media has made that very easy to do. Now, of course, there is the other aspect of, I want to see my grandkids, you know, from the grandparent point of view, I want to find a date. You know, there are these other social things that have come with it. But I think at the bottom of it is that we want to be publishers. We want to be storytellers. And I think Seth Godin is exactly right. I think the best marketing has always been about storytelling, even before social media. And now we just have the ability to tell stories and share them with the world ourselves. And businesses are, are, have just since 2007, 2008, 2010 have been capitalizing on that and trying to get into the social, game, social media game, integrating themselves into the spaces where we are. I remember in 2007, I was a full sales student. Um, I obtained the first iPhone. And at that point in time, I did not have um, Twitter. I did not have Facebook up until September of 2007. And I believe that it, it, well, it was funny because thanks to the smartphones, I believe that that was what made social media become the entry point for the success of the smartphones and vice versa. Smartphones were the uh, and the physical platform that allowed the social platforms to become accessible and successful. And the, I mean, whoever wanted to be on Facebook, they thought that they needed a Samsung phone or an iPhone. And whoever wanted on, uh, to be on, whoever wanted to be uh, to have an iPhone, they wanted it just because they wanted to be on Facebook. Whatever. It was it was a strange. Uh, way of thinking, but it just kind of makes sense. They thought that they just needed that to get over on, on the, it was just an entry point. Now, what surprised me was the fact that if you go to statista.com, by the way, I'm not sponsoring Statista, this just came to my mind. But if you go on, if you do research on any platform, you will see that in 2012, the adoption rate for uh, Twitter or Facebook or whatever platform skyrocketed 
through the roof out of nowhere with ad- with users on on social media 4G uh came out and the 4G allowed entertainment mass media adoptions LTE and it was just great you could have instant gratification for music video social media all from the palm of your hand at basically um uh, no cost you could download your music you can download a video you could uh you could get news you could immediately buy songs a stream video you could get into youtube whatever you wanted to do right then and there and then marketers and advertisers started going right into social media start bombarding people with ads and and many things and then we fast forward all the way to 2015 and let's not get political here but social media and political parties had a big impact and then we have social movements such as the me too movement then we have movements such as the grammys and we have uh, many many other things the social media has become kind of the thing that now everyone gets into very quickly like now my parents are getting very savvy about social media even though they're baby boomers in early 60s and they're like oh i saw this on twitter i'm like wow how do you found it out about it because i'm curious well i went to search and it showed on trending on in puerto rico and i'm like wow that's actually cool they they started looking into it and now they're actually social media platforms are getting really really into finding the best user experience and user interfaces according to the uh, according to the territories and demographics for users but i believe that we still need in uh, certain improvements there what do you see about social media where we are headed from now on because i believe that 2019 and and on uh we still have a lot of things because there is the what 3.0 that it's going to be coming out pretty soon yeah it's it's i think the natural progression is uh more on mobile more on video and it's hard to imagine where that goes from here because you know you you see with platforms like Snapchat and Instagram that are just made for mobile and just like you said we certainly would not have those platforms without smartphones um and so it's a little bit hard to imagine the next phase that goes beyond a smartphone even as a smart device like a watch um it's kind of hard to imagine that because this is this is basically the path of we have this technology and we just continue to improve it um i i think there's probably going to be gosh you know it's it's um i i'm sure there will be additional platforms um i think video is going to be continue to grow live video i think we're going to take that same storytelling mentality and continue to use it in 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 how we broadcast not just by typing but by broadcasting our our lives on video 
I think one thing we were talking about before we started recording was the idea of the smart home. And I think that is something that we're going to continue to see. Maybe we won't have our devices in front of us. We won't be holding them all the time, but we'll come home and, you know, Google home or some, some device will give us an update on, you know, what our friends are doing or, uh, you know, what, what's going on with our family. So I think that may be, I think probably those two things, maybe live video and then also, um, the smart home technology are two places where we're certainly going to see uh, improvements and, and new directions. Right now, it's it's good that you mentioned that because right now, one of the things that a lot of people are um, are complaining is the fact that okay, so I can get the Amazon Echo or or the Echo Dot, or I could get the Apple Home uh, HomePod, but those devices are not intelligent intelligent enough, such as their smartphone, to know about things that I want to do, things that, okay, they're not going to be able to actually tell me the news the way that I want to. They don't know how to actually be able to have routines. One of the things that made me fall in love very quickly with the Google Home Hub was the fact that I immediately just walk into my kitchen and say, hey, Google, good morning. And it just goes like, hey, Michael, good morning. Here are your calendar invites. You have write 500 words or kill yourself. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, you have a uh, read book. You have this, 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 drink coffee, drink water. And then here are the latest news according to Reuters magazine. And then this and fast company and this and this and this. And then it plays my, uh, it plays the podcast that I listen to. And I believe that's great because as I'm brewing my coffee and I'm st- and I'm just trying to realize that you're alive. It's another nay. Your family's your family's here. Thank um, you know. I'm doing my mantra and I'm doing my 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 usual thing in the morning. This thing is actually telling me what's going on in the world. While I was sleeping, I'm getting fed up with all the news of what what's going on. What I'm supposed to be preparing myself. I'm learning new things and I'm catching up on the podcast. And if there's something that I don't like, I just keep it. And as soon as, soon as I'm done, I pick up my book and I continue going on. Or if not, I just start listening to podcasts that I, I like I said, I listen to podcasts and, and then I move on and I start on with my day. All while I'm just enjoying my coffee, which is really important in, in a Puerto Rican's life. Um, <laughs> so... I believe that that's that's something that adds a lot of value and that lets you know smart devices are going to be the future because from that one device, I can actually uh, add more devices such as the Philips Hue, uh, the smart locks and turn on devices such as the TVs and everything with the Google Cast. I'm not, I'm not saying that, I mean, this episode is not about Google Cast or anything like that, but that's the power of integration and where everyone it's going towards to because if marketers if advertisers if people start going and telling google to crawl their sites and do really good seo such as hey i'm a news i'm, I'm a news site i have really good content such as ign for example or Reuters, or uh, Fast Company. And they have really good content. 
perhaps at one point you're going to be able to actually be selected as a news source that your website could be selected for that Google Home Hub. When mm-hmm. that happens, you've already hit a pinnacle point in your company as an entrepreneur or, sorry, or as an influencer when you can say, whoa, I am a selectable option by default for this new technology that allows me to be in the kitchen, in the office, in the bedroom of someone else's. So that allows me to have permission marketing, which brings us back to Mr. Seth Godin. Permission marketing is the, is the one principle that we should all be followed because when people allow you to have permission to go into their into their email um, or their any place when you when they subscribe um, to your email list, they're giving you permission so you can actually send them email. So that's the the first thing that we should be uh, working towards to getting people to give you permission so you can get into their push notifications now, right? Right. And I think it's, it, there's so many applications for the, um, the permission marketing that, you know, I, I don't think it matters whether or not uh, the social media platforms as we know them go away because, and, and I, and I, you know, you, you mentioned you don't want to dive into politics, but clearly that is a big part of where social media is now, certainly on Twitter, definitely on Facebook. People want to listen to people talking about their side. They want to share their opinions and they want to be heard. And, and I think at some point, I I mean, I don't know how it's going to play out, but I think at some point people are going to get tired of that part of social media. I think at some point there's going to be a breaking point and people are going to either just leave altogether. They're going to find some other platform or they're just going to stop they're going to, there's going to be a a huge drop off of politics on social media. I have a feeling, but I think with things like the, the smart home devices and other types of content marketing, I'm not sure that that matters so much in terms of how marketing your business is impacted because there's always going to be ways to, to market to people who like we were talking about, give you access to them in certain ways, whether that's their email address, whether it's through my personal information, my shopping history, there are always going to be these other ways to get access to people, whether or not the platforms themselves change. Right. Now you, um, I actually wrote an article uh, a couple of weeks ago and it was, a. Uh, it was a little bit controversial for uh, a couple of friends that I have that are in uh, he- very heavily here in Puerto Rico. Uh, in Puerto Rico, there are two. There are two very big sports: um, basketball or politics. <laughs> That's a lame joke, but to some people, to some extent, it is very true. It's anyway, very serious. <laughs> um, I asked my, the article that I wrote was. Will social media run the elections? And I actually talk about the fact that ever since the last two elections, social media had to play a very big part. And it's because of we saw that Obama actually pretty much uh, had a big influence over in, the, in his two terms, in his two uh, runs in social media. He had a very big influence in social media. And... Obviously, uh, pre- current President uh, Trump, he 
he was everywhere in social media and he still is everywhere in social media. I'm not saying I'm a, I'm for him or against him. I'm trying to prove a very neutral, positive point based on social media. Please, listener, if you're listening to this, I'm very neutral about this point. The point is about social media. All right. Thank you. Um, I like being very emph emphatical about that. It's good um, to point that out. <laughs> yes. Um, so, um, it's all about like Mr. S uh, I, I think I should send an invite to Mr. Seth Godin. He always, he's always saying about, let's make some rock uh, ruckus, go and make some ruckus, go and make some noise, obviously, because that's kind of the story that you're creating. So obviously a lot of people like to create a lot of stories. Uh, current president, Mr. Trump decided to create his own story and he did it well. And that's the story that he went for. And I believe that that's the story that influenced a whole lot of people. So they would vote for him. I'm not saying that that was the majority vote. I'm saying that that's the vote that created a whole lot of traffic that generated trending topics on the internet that flooded a lot of demand and a lot of things on social media. And if you go to trends.google.com, you can just go ahead and search for that information, just like anything else. So, I mean, he even had a, a very good slogan. So what else can you do? It's all about storytelling, right? Right. Well, there's so many, there's so many human emotions in play here. There's the desire to be a storyteller. There's the, the, the rubbernecking effect. You know, when you drive past an accident on the road, even if all of the, all of the cars involved, everything is off to the side of the road, there are no lanes blocked. It's still going to back up traffic. Why? Because they're, they, people want to see the ambulance. They want to see the body. I mean, it's, it's, it's terrible, but that's, that's, human nature. Right. And I think that plays into social media too. So there's the public, I want to be published. I want to see my, my information out there. And I want to sit and watch all these, you know, dumpster fires going on. I want to, I want to see, you know, I want to see a fight. That's, I think that's an, uh, just a natural human instinct too. Right. Correct. So moment away from that, actually, before we, we continue on, uh, here's a message from one of our sponsors. All right, moving on. So, Duncan, about um, there are a couple of things that I've been I've been seeing throughout 2018 that have been have made me scratch my head so hard because back when I was uh, I'm going to say 2010, 2011, 2012, it was all about we have to go viral, man. We have to go just go viral. We have to go viral, and then everyone was just looking to create viral content and growth hacking and just make that one video or just that one piece of content that would just hit it out of the park. It was just that one home run that would, that it was just going to be like, Oh man, that was, that was just, that was the, the play. But what, I mean, can you win? Can you actually win a, a championship with one home run while the other team has hit has made actually like nine hits and they have eight 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 points already and you just have one home run no. or or can you act if you have if you have over 100 really good blog posts if you have 50 really good um 
uh, podcast podcast episodes. If you have a really good um, web page that has, I'm gonna say, a steady a steady 1200 visits month monthly visits on your local on your local 25 mile radius um in uh city demographic do you think that's actual success because what i'm going for is people are thinking about growth hacking and just trying to get a whole bunch of numbers on their accounts and social media, but there's no, there's no engagements. There's no likes, there's no shares. There's nothing that can backtrack. If there is conversions, if there's clicks that brings, bring people back to your website. So you can actually turn them from, from fans to customers, to engagers. So what about that? Because a virus can actually, if you create vital content that can last for 24 hours, just like a normal virus, it can last to 24 hours. But if you actually create something that's organic, that can grow into you like a bacteria, and I don't want to get into medicine or anything like this, <laughs> something that grows into you, that grows in you and can last. I mean, that actually has more long lasting effect and it can actually become something uh, bigger and I don't know. What are your thoughts about that? Because I'm very against growth hacking and backlinks and and doing this kind of things that I believe are a little bit unethical, in my opinion. I agree. There's and there's so much to talk about here. I when I talk to businesses about advertising, on let's just take Facebook for example. Yes. I almost always say against. I vote against the like building campaigns because it just doesn't do anything for you in the long term. Even if it just means boosting a post, I'd much rather see a business boost a successful post than try to increase a number which is which just doesn't mean anything because you could have 10,000 likes on your Facebook page but if there is not content to keep people coming back those likes will mean nothing they won't mean sales they won't mean repeat customers and I think it's much more important to keep the content going. So uh, back to your first point, I think there's two approaches and they can both work. There's the marathon game and there's the sprint game. The marathon is having the consistent podcast up there, the consistent blog post, and you do that over a period of time and you become a trusted source. And it is totally winnable on the local side or on the national side. I, what I love about social media is it allows these niche businesses to get customers. You know, you can have a very specific, very catered product with a very specific audience and you can do huge numbers because there are people who want that. There are 8 billion people in the world. There's going to be a market for you with that specific product. But on the other, so, so building up content is, is the marathon game. You can also win on the sprint game. You can win with a piece of viral content, but just like you said, you have to be, you have to then follow that up with additional content. So I think there's more pressure on the businesses who somehow even accidentally strike gold with a piece of viral content, a viral video, because then if they can't repeat that, if they can't continue that success, then yes, that's going to drop off after 24 hours, after a week tops, that's going to drop off. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of one hit wonder campaigns out there that people have not been able to actually replicate. And there's a lot of people that have been, have become 
success after success after success after success and you're like oh my god this this these guys are just like every time they step up to the platter it's just another 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 home run it's just like they're sammy sosa just bam out of the park bam out of the park bam out of the park and you're like what the heck are, are right. you like are you on steroids or something i'm not saying sammy sosa what's on steroids that do your own research <laughs> Yeah, um, I already made one mistake a long time ago on an episode, so I'm not gonna make it again. <laughs> um, but I agree. I agree with you. Um, but I guess this will be uh, for next week's conversation on episode nine for Rock and Block. Yes, this will be the first episode that will carry on for a second part with Duncan Gilman. That's how much of a fun episode and a fun conversation this is because. Duncan is a digital mentor and social media it's a very passionate subject for Michael Martinez yes there is I Michael Martinez this episode has been brought to you by Michael Media our website is michael.media and you can look you can search us on all of the major outlets of social media you can go to facebook.michael.media that's facebook.m-i-k-e-l.media on twitter.michael.media and on instagram.michael.media thank you for listening to this week's episode if you liked it please go to itunes leave a five star review and like our show please rocket blog is one of the greatest things that has ever come out of 2018 aside from other really cool podcasts that i actually listen to but this episode is actually brought to you with a lot of passion a lot of love and i play the guitar i can post the show i can post the song and i am working very hard to bring to you a lot of value and I would like to keep doing so. See you all in the blockchain. Have a good one.